What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Conversations with Commander Anderson. After a short delay, we are back in action. Had some pretty crazy weather in Illinois. A lot of people without power. If you are one of those people without power and affected by the storms, I hope you get your power back soon. Thank you for listening. If you've been here or if it is your first time here tonight, I am going to be talking about the top 10 types of shady individuals that you need to stay clear of. And by shady, I mean deceitful, sneaky, always up to something pretty much in their own best interest. This will be a little bit similar to my first episode about the top eight people you need to kick out of your life. Let's get it started. The first type of shady individual that I want to discuss with you, and I've touched on this before, is the no money, borrow money type of person. Especially if you know that this person is untrustworthy. Don't ever lend anyone any money on a promise that they will pay you back if you really can't trust them or if you really don't know them. The reason being is that I saw a joke online and it made me think of this. It said, if you want to see some real social distancing, lend people money. And this is true. They will vanish off the face of the earth. Unless you absolutely 100% trust them and know that they have a good history of paying people back, and I get it. People fall on hard times, et cetera, et cetera. I understand. However, it is your money, and you want to see that money again. So just make sure you can trust that person 100%. I'm going to move on. Number two, and this is mostly for the guys out there, and I find this really shady women who offer sexual favors over paying you money back a little bit similar to the first one about not paying you the money back they owe you and i saw a case on unsolved mysteries and a show called daily women it was the exact same case and this guy he was a real nice guy he was kind of naive and he got involved with this bad girl and i guess the bad girl's friend or whatnot she ended up in jail so he lent his girlfriend a thousand dollars to get her out. Now remember, a thousand dollars is a lot of cash, especially to someone who doesn't have it or rarely sees that type of money. So he loans her the money. After a little bit, she ends up bailing the female friend out, and the guy's getting really antsy. You know, he's like, "Where's my money?" It's time to pay me back and she says well my friend likes you too why don't we get all three get together for a little three-way dance and the guy ends up getting murdered uh watching both of these episodes the unsolved mysteries depiction of events and daily women you already knew where it was going i just did not understand how this guy could be so naive 
And what really gets me is that on the Daily Women depiction of the events, when the guy came over to the girl's house for this little fun or whatnot, one of the girls asked him, does anyone know you are here? Boom, right there, he should have been out the door. He, uh, I left something in my car. I got to step out. I got a bad cell phone signal. Get yourself out of there. Get your money back. If you lent somebody a $1,000, only accept the money. Don't accept any type of sexual favors from any women that owe you any money because you could end up losing your life. You don't know what people have planned for you when they can't give you your money back. Number three, stay away from the gossip girl and gossip guy. Or the like I said before in a pre previous podcast, stay away from the run back and tell person. If you know a person likes to talk and likes to gossip, that person is super, super duper shady. That person will take some information you share with them and run right back and tell that person or a bunch of other people and they can get back to that person. It's happened to me before. I'm sure it's happened to you before. I'm sure it's happened to people that you know. And yes, I get it. People like to talk. They like to entertain. However, you tell people things in confidence and hoping they won't go back and use it against you. You hope they won't use it in a negative light where they go back and spread a bunch of rumors real quick, especially the worse it sounds or the more untrue it sounds, it'll travel fast. Things that sound that they may be the truth, they travel very slow. If it sounds like, hey, this a guy one, he steals cars, and you tell somebody, yeah, um, I know he does this, they'll run back and tell everybody they know. That's why I personally do not trust people with a lot of information. You have to be smart enough to say to yourself, should I even open my mouth or let, you know, certain topics come out of my mouth because like i said you do not know who you're talking to you may know them as a person that's you know excuse me you may know them for years uh and they may still go back and tell people trust me it doesn't matter if you've known them five years 10 years 20 years if you tell somebody something that seems like it's, it's not exciting, but thinking that they'll run back and tell, chances are, or something that can get out, trust me, they will run back with it and tell everybody who will listen and everybody they know. Some things you just need to keep to yourself. M moving on, people who treat restaurants and retail employees poorly. I stay clear of these people. It's It really bothers me because I have worked in retail and I've seen the nastiness of some people. And some people come to a retail place or a restaurant with the intent of talking down to the server, talking down to the staff, because they know that the person may need a job or whatnot and can't really say anything back. You have to remember businesses work on the customer is always right. It doesn't matter how wrong the customer is 
from a business standpoint. What matters is that that customer satisfied, and that could be at the expense of your job. So none of my close friends actually treat retail or restaurant employees poorly, or I've never seen this. However, I have seen this from people you may have hung out with, excuse me, with once or twice. You know, there was a guy I know, I don't really see him much anymore, but a long time ago, i say about 12, 13 years ago, we used to hang out a lot. And one night he was treating the waitress at Hooters, you know, kind of bad. And I asked him, you know, is something going on? Did you want to talk about it? After she walked away, obviously. Did you want to talk about it? Because you don't seem to be your normal self tonight. You're kind of being rude to the waitress. And she hasn't done anything to you. So are you being rude to her because there's something wrong at home? Something going wrong at work? and you feel like you need to take it out on somebody else who can't do anything, just talk to me about it. Then he uh, talked to me about the few problems he was having, and we were able to chop it up and discuss a few things. Things got a little bit better as the night went on. But I would distance myself from these type of people because that shows you how they may treat you in the future. So it's just, you know, it's like a red flag. You know, just be a little bit cautious. I do find these people very shady, though. Moving on, random people who start convos, strangers, in an attempt to get something from you. Like, you know, the can I get a dollar guy? Or they'll come up to you in the street or you'll be at the gas station. They'll say, hey, how's it going? They'll start talking about the weather or something off topic. Try to, you know, get you off your game or get you off paying attention. Then they'll slip in, can I get a dollar real quick? Or you got 50 cent real quick. And those people, I, I find them shady because they can appear out of thin air. There are people at the gas stations in the western suburbs of the Chicagoland area. I swear, you'll, you won't see anybody around. It'll be dead silent. You'll start pumping your gas and you'll, hey, excuse me, you'll hear, excuse me. And then they go into this little spiel. And then eventually it gets down to the nitty gritty. They need a dollar. They need some cash, some bus fare. Look, these people are adults. A lot of these people made bad decisions. I get it. Times are tough. But I'm not reaching in my pocket to give you anything when I'm pumping gas. You're not going to have me distracted. I either say no, because no is more forceful. Or straight up, no. If they keep going, I shut it down real quick and explain to them, I'm not giving you anything and I don't want to talk to you. It usually does not go any further than that. Excuse me, any further than that. It usually ends up with them walking away. Everything will be fine. But you got to stand up and hold your own. If you don't want to talk to somebody that you don't know, that's a that's com- complete stranger. In the convo quick, if you can, walk away. Most of these people appear out of thin air, and I use the gas station as an example. When you start pumping your gas, that's how you know they've been watching you. They don't. They never, ever show up at the end. They only show up when you start so they can get that question asking going, that conversation going, just trying to keep you off your game. 
get rid of them as quickly as possible. Next, people who withhold need to know information. Super duper important. I'll use an example. Somebody said they can hook you up with a job and you get in the car with this person and you guys are going to the job site. Say it's a construction job and the guy tells you, yeah, I can get you in right away. We're going to go up there and talk to the boss real quick. He starts off with we. So you guys are going up there and then all of a sudden things start changing a little bit as you're approaching the place. They may say, excuse me, they may say something like, uh, I'm going to wait in the car. Just go inside and ask for such and such. Right there, you know it's a done deal. There's a reason that person can't go in there. Maybe they don't really work there. Maybe they haven't 100% gotten a job there. Maybe they don't have any real hookup. Or maybe they heard from a friend or a friend or whatnot. I think it's a lot of information that needs to be shared when you're doing something like this. That's the same as selling somebody a used car and you know the transmission leaking. Or you know the tires are real bad. And you know that person didn't take a look at the tires. Or that person may not know nothing about cars. You know the engine is bad. Withholding that type of info can be discouraging. It can also be dangerous depending on which situation you're in. I would not trust that person fully again. And I would carefully think about spending any more time with them because you don't know what they're going to plan next. At least by them withholding information, you know what type of person you're dealing with. So just something to keep in mind. Kind of stay clear of people who withhold need to know information. Because I would think that you you need a job that they would at least, you know, go all the way with you, introduce you. Hey, this is my friend. He needed to work. I told him that this is a great opportunity. But a lot of people hold stuff back because they don't want to come forward with the full truth and they in fear of your disappointment or in fear you may be mad at them. Sometimes the complete truth up front is best. That way you don't waste anyone's time. Next, I want to talk about people who show up unannounced, uninvited, and bring people they do not, that you do not know. You never know, like I said, you never know who's scoping you out. If you got a friend who shows up unannounced, uninvited, you may not mind if they show up that way. However, if they start bringing people that you don't know, hey, this is my friend, such and such. Hey, I'm cool with such and such. I told him you cool. You know, can we hang out or whatever? And they just show up at your house. You don't know if they're scoping you out. Once again, especially if you're a nice person, because people take advantage of nice people. This other friend that you're cool with could be like, hey, I know a place we can rob. And he tell his friend that you don't know. And you being scoped out and don't know it because you're so naive to the fact that, you know, this is my friend and I want to trust my friend. So I'm not going to tell my friend, no, this person, no, you're not going to tell them no. And then it'll be easier for them to betray you. If you showed up at my doorstep, I would kindly 
and respectfully say, you know what, I'm busy right now. It's not a good time right now. In hopes that they would get the hint and then leave. Some people don't get the hint and they'll keep trying and keep trying. The shadier the person is, the more they'll keep trying and they'll keep bringing this uninvited person around or persons around. And I've seen this before with certain incidents in life, and it may not be at the doorstep. Say, we're going to meet somewhere, and then they bring this person with you who's also, in, just by looking at him, you can tell something about to go down. And then they steal from a retail store. But since you're with them, you're going to go down with them. Remember what I talked about before about avoiding the police? And they bring somebody you don't know, and he light up a joint in the car. Then all of a sudden, here come the police right behind you. Trust me, you're going to be in trouble because that shady person is not going to sit there and say, oh, it's all mine. Everybody going to end up going down. If you see somebody that's uninvited, once again, tell them it's not a good time and I'll get with you later. But plan to keep that shady person away from you. Next, I'm going to talk about people who keep asking the same questions or suspicious questions. Now, suspicious questions could be, and a good example of this is, a person know you go to the bank every Friday. You don't get direct deposit. You got to take your paycheck to the bank or to the currency exchange or whatnot. And somebody keep asking you, hey, man, um, it's Tuesday. Hey, what time you going to the bank on Friday? Uh, can I catch a ride with you? Or they keep asking again and again, it's Wednesday, Thursday. Hey, you still going to the bank, right? I find that shady and suspicious immediately. Because why do you keep asking that same question? It's like you need to know my whereabouts for something to happen. So I would tell you, no, I'm not going. Or I would send you off and say, you know what? I'm not going up there until such and such time. And I would go to a completely different location. Nowhere near that time. If I normally go in the morning at 10 o'clock, I'm going to tell them I'm going at 1 and go four towns over. They would never know. I would never set myself up like that. I always listen to the questions people ask. And especially if they want to know your whereabouts, how long something's going to take, or what are you doing, especially if you already told them what you're doing. If you told them you're going to be at the mall for three hours, there's no reason for them to keep asking you why you at the asking you, are you at the mall. You already said where you're going to be. They already know where you are. If the plans haven't changed, inform them the plans haven't changed. I'll get back with you later. I'll talk to you later, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, you can always postpone stuff too. If you think something's going to go down, just say, you know what? I made other arrangements. Now, watch their reaction to that. Now, if they keep pressing, excuse me, if they keep pressing it, or if they get mad or angry, or if they blow up at you. Now, back to my, are you going to the bank on Friday example? If they start getting louder and getting forceful, then you can kind of, you know, take the guesswork out of there and say to yourself, let me keep myself out of any danger or any problems. Because I notice people get angrier and louder when you're on to them or when you switch up on them 
and change plans from what you normally do because they're mad because they can't get to you in a certain way. Number nine, fake revolutionaries, especially on the internet. You see a lot of people riling people up to, you know, fight this and fight that, but they're not doing any of this. Now, here's an example. I'm going to take you back. Osama bin Laden, the Taliban, ISIS, and suicide bombers. The leaders are telling these people to kill themselves, but they're not going out and doing it. You don't see Osama bin Laden, you know, sitting on a bus with a bomb strapped to him. You don't see any of these leaders out. And I know that some of them may be leaders based on their military status. Like some may be generals, high-ranking military officials, high-ranking government officials. So I understand that there is some type of hierarchy and structure. But I'm not just going to follow blind orders to do something. I'm going to see if that leader of whatever they claim to be fighting is actually going out and leading his charge before I join any cause. You got fake revolutionaries telling you to fight the police. They're not fighting the police. You couldn't find one video, one shred of evidence that they're out there fighting. They'll have you out there fighting, and they'll have you out there in trouble. But they will definitely not be out there. And then when you're in trouble, they'll be on putting up posts on social media talking about, I hope he gets out of jail soon. I hope he, you know, not facing these type of charges, et cetera, et cetera. Don't get yourself caught up in that. Yes, you can protest whatever you want. Yes, you can fight whatever you want. But that are, there are better ways than do, of doing it. Remember the old saying, it's better to be a leader than a follower. Number 10, criminal defenders, especially on social media. All throughout social media, you see people who love to defend criminals and crime based on race, based on status. They excuse one race for a crime and they're okay with another race doing it. No, they're both wrong. And that's in a lot of situations. You saw a lot of people standing up for the guy that was killed in Texas, who was at the, I'm not sure what he was at, a Peace March, Black Lives Matter March. And he walked up to a guy's car with an AK-47 in his hand. Now, you heard the guy say, get away from me and don't point that at me. And people were defending this man because he was shot and killed by the guy who was running Uber. He was in the military on leave doing Uber to make extra money. And a guy with an AK-47 walked up. But because that guy with the AK-47 was at a certain protest and rally, criminal defenders were coming out talking about how tragic it was. Well, personally, I have no sympathy because you have to be smart enough not to walk up to somebody's car with an AK-47 in your hand. That makes absolutely no sense. So, yes, the man who was let go, the soldier... He was in the right. I'm only using this as an example. There are a lot of other criminal defenders out there, but I find criminal defenders very shady. That means you don't process that wrong is wrong. 
or right is right. So I would look at them and say, man, let me, you know, kind of stay clear because this guy defends the wrong type of people. And I got two bonus ones for you. Now, I was supposed to do 10, but I got two bonus ones. Don't you ever co-sign for anything that can ruin your credit, especially if that person has shown irresponsibility with their bad credit. Now, I had bad credit before. Horrible. Don't end up like me. Pay your bills on time. I have worked hard, especially with the last two years, to get my credit back where it needs to be. Do not co-sign for people with bad credit. If you co-sign for an apartment, a car, any type of loan, they're going to come after you because you're the co-signer, the irresponsible person out of there. And they know that you were nice enough to do it. And they probably figure, I ain't going to do nothing to me or if I don't pay it back. So I'm just going to use this person to get what I need. I'm going to get up out of there. You got to watch people. You know, you have to understand the consequences of how it can hurt you. And remember, some of that bad stuff stays on your credit for seven to 10 years. You do not want any of that on your credit. You don't want any bad loans. Worst come to worst because you co-signed for something and it got taken away. You might have to file a bankruptcy. And in doing so, for 10 years, your credit is messed up. So if you got good credit and you want to keep that good credit, watch who you co-sign for. And the second bonus one is, and I believe I touched on this before, stay away from the shady people who change up on you in front of other people. I use an example of if you are, you know, kind of a nerd guy, you like video games, movies, anime or whatnot and the person that you cool with likes this stuff too but if they try to switch up on you or somebody else come around who may not be into that stuff and they start cracking jokes on you or trying to use you for entertainment or whatnot stand clear of that person first of all tell them look he was cool a minute ago why wouldn't person xyz come around you're completely different and then tell them you don't play like that a simple and quick look, man, I don't play like that can change a lot. Especially if you call them out on it. But they may know that you cool and you may not want the confrontation. Unfortunately, you have to call these people out or they're going to keep doing it. Or if and I'll use another example of a movie, if you've seen It Chapter 2, there was a scene where one of the guys, flashback scene where one of the guys was playing a video game and the other guy he was playing with was cool, but when the other guy's cousins came up, he switched up on them real quick. Started calling them names, you know, didn't want to give them a, a high five or whatnot. And they just turned and he just completely turned on the guy. And yes, people do that. And I understand that people do that. That's something I noticed right away. Once again, if you don't want to confront them head on like that, maybe wait till the other person is gone. Hey man, can I talk to you off the side for a second? Hey, why are you doing me like this? Look, I don't play like that. You know, either we cool, you into this type of stuff, but don't don't do me like that. Don't change up on me like that. You know, let's just be all good. So I hope you guys have learned something from this. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. 
Have a wonderful night.